0: What it do, what it do. This is Glenn D. Andrews, represented at Heroes and Kings. And this is Glenn's Word. The plan was to try to do these once a week, twice a week, kind of on a schedule. But uh, I don't think there's any value in that. You know, I have a, an archive of just my thoughts and my opinions, my perspective, my deal on things. And so I, I have a lot in the, in the, in the history, in the, in the database, but I think it's only fitting to speak maybe once or twice a month and it'd be of value and be gems and more importantly something left on this earth god forbid something happened to me my kids will have it my wife will have it my friends will have it folks who listen to me and follow me on different platforms will have it uh great grandkids, great, great, great grandkids, and beyond. With the technology we have today, your voice, your image, and everything else is, uh, can be out in the world. Especially as we're dealing with chat GPT, which I do like, and artificial intelligence, and the ability to modify and change, and. Take what is human and make it fake and take what is fake and make it human. But, uh, so yeah, Glenn Andrews, Glenn's word, uh, born 1963, have a birthday coming here soon. August is number 60. Count my blessings. Have a lot of grace. Grew up in Southern California, low area in San Diego, particularly called Southeast San Diego where the sundown laws were in effect, but it was all good, because it wasn't so much we was trying to leave our area, because we were self-contained. We had everything, businesses, barbershops, uh, Gordon Supply, building supply, grocery stores. There was no food desert back then. Fast food wasn't a big thing. Most of the majority of our moms worked and know how to cook. Cause the majority of our moms were from the South. Some of us who had dads, most dads come through the military who had just left the South leaving Jim Crow. And, uh, kind of give a, a, a basis and a foundation, a, a little bit of, 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 who I am. Uh, but yeah, grew up in Southern California baseball, football, workout every day. Have a, a, a high respect for Jack LaLanne, who I call the guru of health and wellness and fitness. So I was kind of really really connected to that early, connected to martial arts and boxing early, an affinity for Jeet Kundo, karate, kung fu, mantis, when we were in the summer youth program. We had a a summer summer counselor. His name was Merritt, I don't remember his last name. He taught us Kung Fu and Mantis. And so understanding the discipline of martial arts, the discipline of training. And the real, 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 real big discipline is that of my mom who values education, reading, writing, and and arithmetic. And uh so yeah, grew up in Southern California through osmosis and a, a marriage to a good friend of mine who I've known for over, wow, over 50 years. His wife was from, from Atlanta and we came down here for a wedding. And I just so happened to pick up the Morehouse application while we were here for his, uh, for his wedding because I was the best man. But once I got back to Southern California, and at that time, uh, crack cocaine, the Bloods, the Crips, Pyros, Lincoln Park, Emerald Hills. It was just like the wild, wild west. And I'm not affiliated. All the gang members knew I was an athlete in the sports. They knew my dad because he was a bus driver. And uh, so me and my brother, and also too, we worked on cars and was really into some kind of underground car, wa- car racing. and working on cars. So, a lot of the guys who were in the gangs into the 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 underworld, uh, my connection to them was either if they went into jail and got out of jail and they knew me and I've always had weights and always was training. They'd come by to train and know our house was open house as well as when I got a certain age and had the tools and working on cars, if they had a low rider or that time a Datsun or a Camaro Z28 or Mustang or a Jeep or whatever it was, if they needed something done to it, they knew they knew that me and my brother knew how to work on cars. So that was my my connection and my my passport and my past to those folks in that life. Uh, even when I arrived at Morehouse and friends who were in jail and or prison, I never cut them off. And disconnected myself from them, I was always talking to them, writing letters. Back then we wrote letters, and when most most knew I had went to, to Morehouse, they were proud of me and yeah, it's just one of those things, man. you know it, it's the the neighborhoods the neighborhoods have changed back in the day, if you were trying to do the right thing, those on the on the other side of the tracks made sure you stayed on the right path. I think it's a little different here, 2023, getting everything I'm kind of observing and watching and hearing from some of the young men that I mentor that these neighborhoods and the world is a little different. If folks see you doing good, instead of them protecting you and supporting you, it's it's more of, let me try to bring you down. Let me try to block your blessing. So I hope that's not true, but I got lucky and blessed to grow up in a time where the guys on the other side of the tracks Uh, They protected me straight up. So we'll we'll leave that there. What I want to hit on today. And I will hit the first part of it. But then I'm just going to move on because I think I think the beginning of the conversation. And where it has where it has gone misses a whole bunch. And as a graduate of Morehouse with a degree in economics, a MBA, a lean green Six Sigma, raised two kids, both in college. One just graduated from college. The other one, my son is a physics major, lives, lived this life on the wild side two parents who were blue-collar who are damn near millionaires. And my dad was a bus driver. Ms. Ebony K. Williams feel sorry for. And I feel sorry for a lot of... I feel sorry for the community. Because... What I know, and it's no secret, is how great we are. That the tragedy of 400 years and what the ancestors went through Is fuel Is the sun Is the light The energy And not just African Americans or Americans who happen to be melanin and black Because they were also In the 400 years Folks of different backgrounds and races and ethnicities who fought against evil. And that's what we sometimes lose. Not recognizing good versus evil and right versus wrong. Ebony Williams. She pointed out something that is true, but she also choreographed who she is, what she is, where she is, and where she may or may not end up if she does not change. And even if it's possible to change. Capitalism is a tool. A hammer is a tool, but a hammer with the nail in the hand of a carpenter is magic. Build a table, build a house, build a cabinet, build drawers, build a desk. But the hammer in the hand of a fool or the hammer in the hand of an assassin is a weapon. And what I began to observe just before I came to Morehouse is how all communities in particular the African American community use capitalism and money not as a tool, but as a weapon to judge, to not build, to not connect, to not network, to poison to disrespect, to push down. Professionals, whether they be blue-collar or white-collar, individuals have their likes and dislikes and their preferences. But what Six Sigma quality control tells me, if at the end of your process, you come to the conclusion that your preference is a particular title, is it the title that comes with the money in the capitalism? or is it the money? See, I was around the dope dealers and I saw a lot of women in California who were educated and blue collar. I saw them chase money. Additionally, I had quite a few buddies who went into professional sports And I've been to the mansion parties. I've been to the nightclubs. I've been in the VIP booth, And I have observed individuals, particularly ladies and, and women that I knew, change in the presence of someone who happened to have, or happened to be a millionaire athlete, and I found it quite peculiar, but it was a lesson that stuck in my head. I had a buddy. His initial's DM. And if you he hear this, he'll know who I'm talking about. I was in a car club called Turf Club. And we were Dodsons, Mustangs, Camaros, uh, Porsches Maseratis We had everything Everybody had everything I had a Mustang for a time My brother had 510 Then he had a Mustang Then uh, I remember when DM Most of the guys had used Had bought 911s and restored them And fixed them up And Most of the guys had brand new 280Zs 260Zs or bought them used And we fixed them up But I remember when DM and it was another brother, Dwight, also. These guys started start doing real well and, and, and bought Porsches. Porsche bought a Porsche. He bought a, I think DM had a Porsche 911 with turbo body work. About an 85, 88, I think it was, 88, 89. Dwight bought a 930 turbo full 930 turbo, both of them, black Well, tail, you know, then you know with us, we have to put our touches on it, at that time, I think the widest tires you can get were the Pirelli P7s at the time, so we would put put the different rims, tires on them, so he did it I remember one time DM came by the apartment he had just, he had just got it and I knew he had it, but we had been busy, so I had been busy with school and work and getting ready to head, come down to Georgia, for getting ready to do something. And he, he had been talking about coming by, coming by the apartment, come let me check out the car. And me and, this was just before me and my, my cousin, my cousin Mark got married and we had our apartment, but our apartment was right near the, our parking parking stalls. And I remember when, when D brought the, drove the Porsche over there. And I can hear it before it showed up because there's nothing like an air-cooled 9-11. And he had put the exhaust on it, and it, it, was, it was pretty nice. I remember we had planned a trip to go to Vegas and drive a Porsche, and we were going to cut through L.A., visit some family, in, visit my family in L.A., visit some his family in L.A. and Santa Ana. And then we were going to shoot to Vegas and hang out up there for a little bit. And uh, it was a big Porsche thing going on in Vegas. And the thing that stuck out to me here, 20, now about 40 years ago, 35, 40 years ago, was how individuals' behavior changed towards D based on the car he was driving. And I was like, wow. And not just the ladies, guys too. But for us and for me and for the fellas, it was that thing of how women change when you drove a nice car. So that sends a message to young men. And it's been around for a while. It was was probably around when my uncles and my dad and and all them were doing what they were doing. Dress nice, be a bit flashy, have a nice car. <laughs> I think Dave Chappelle even got a joke about that. It's like bait and you're trying to catch the female. To me, something about that has always been kind of peculiar. Most men are practical. The guys who like fancy cars, we like cars because we're car guys like racing, like working on them, like fixing on them. But then there's this this other group who know if they had something flashy and they can be fake, they know who they can attract. I never was one of those kind of guys. So we drive to L.A. in the Porsche, drove to Vegas, and just women were, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat and getting phone numbers, so to speak. Who are you? And and most of the folks thought we were football players and baseball players anyway because we all worked out and took care of ourselves, and we we knew all the football players and baseball players. At that time, I had decided I wasn't going to play and then had a chance to try with baseball, but that's a whole other story we'll talk about later. So they thought we were athletes, and I just found I just found that whole thing fascinating. So pull it forward, 2023, and Ms. Williams say, when Ayala Van Zandt asked her, "Would you date a bus driver?" She said, "If he owns the bus company," which is kind of funny because. My dad was a bus driver and I had buddies who were bus drivers and I had buddies who owned homes and properties and had side businesses and they were bus drivers <laughs> and they drove Porsches, which is kind of the irony. The other part to that is those guys who were bus drivers, own property, have businesses, took care of themselves. All of them are married, have raised kids, now have grandkids. Something can be induced or deduced from that. That that question that Ayala Vanzant presented to Ebony Williams, was not so much a question about, she knew what the answer, she knew how she was going to answer, but it was a trick question. It wasn't so much a preference about, do you want to date someone who's blue collar or white collar? It really was, are you looking to date someone who was accountable, caring, responsible, honest, a great communicator? Respectable. <laughs> know the Ten Commandments. But she didn't even have to answer because her face said it all. Then additionally, later on, she she goes to to double down on it. Ebony Williams doubled down on it and then she went on The Breakfast Club and she She was, she's unapologetic in her position and I'm just listening to her and there's just a thing about a female who just talk, 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 talk talk, and talk and saying a bunch of words with facial expressions with no solution. At the end of the day, I feel sorry for her. Because what she displayed won't get her closer to what she wants, but it will get her farther away. And that's sad. There's someone for everybody, and for everybody, there is someone. My wife asked me, what is it that individuals need to have for them to have someone in their life? And I thought about it for a second, for a moment actually. Looking at me and my wife being, we'll be together 30 years, 27, 28, 28 married, 30 all together. And the two terms or two words for me spelled it out. And it was literally kindness and consideration. You can have your ways. You can be finicky about things. My wife is an extrovert. I'm more of an introvert. I'm more of a stoic. She is more of a patriot and a energy and social, social butterfly. I like being in my rate room chilling. I like being a, a hot rod or a convertible cruising by myself listening to some Gorilla Black or some, some Mob Deep, or with her. When me and her go on vacations, or we are out in the desert driving a Can Am, or me and her out hiking, we have a good time. But what I told her, and what I told me, what I, what me and. So, yeah. It is kindness and consideration to easy words but they take effort, action unselfishness not perfect but striving for perfection but it's 120% effort and concern about the other person And so as I read the comments and observe everyone's take on the topic of will you date, the million dollar question of will you date the bus driver, and like it's been pointed out, Kindness and consideration comes in every type of title, niche and package can, can be blue collar and white collar. No good men and no good women can come in a blue collar package, white collar package, educated, beautiful, handsome and just can be rotten to the core. The other little part about this whole thing about bus drivers versus non-bus drivers is every man has a lane. Every female has a lane. Everyone is not going to be a doctor and lawyer and everyone is not going to be a bus driver, carpenter, plumber, electrician, trash man, policeman, mailman, lawyer, accountant, gynecologist, computer expert. Cyber engineer. But for the black community to build a community, rebuild the community, we need all hands on deck blue collar, white collar, doctors, nurses trash men, mailmen, computer engineers, auto mechanics, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, masons, cement workers, delivery guys, grocery store packers, grocery store owners, building and supply, Home Depot, managers, Home Depot, clerks, septic inspectors. Septic pump guys, septic sanitation owners, football players, managers, doctors, surgeons. We need teachers, principals, bus drivers for school, school children. We need security for school children. We need policemen. I don't know what these fools think that you can build a community with just attorneys, doctors, and multimillionaires. Multimillionaires live in homes. Multi-millionaires drive cars. Multimillionaires flush toilets. Multi-millionaires turn power on and off. Multimillionaires have appliances. Multimillionaires need someone to Bring their furniture into their home. Need someone to take their furniture out. Multi-millionaires need someone to pick up their trash once a week. Everyone has a lane. And there's some brothers who do it, but right now, there's a bunch of you sisters doing it. And a lot of you sisters doing it, there's a little characteristic that you have with all your degrees. And Kevin Samuels pointed out, rest in peace. You got all these degrees and you have a pet, but you don't have a man. And if you keep going down the path you're going, you will never have one. And some of you have said, you know what? You prefer it that way. And that's all well and good. But if you prefer it that way, Don't even open your mouth, don't even be part of the conversation. Because it doesn't include you. It's called kindness and consideration. If we don't learn to be kind to each other, There will be no such thing as the black community. But I know it's going to happen. I'm a a student of history. A student of this world. I've studied anthropology. I've studied religion. I've studied a lot of history. (laughs) I know about Dr. Leakey and studying in Africa and Astropolithicus, Early man Cro-Magnon Neanderthal know all about that coming up to the Sumerians, Mesopotamia, Egypt, Tigris, Euphrates. I got something for the Egyptians too, punks. Let me be kind. Forgive me, Egyptians. Cleopatra was black. She had melanin. I digress. Kindness and consideration. Rest in peace, Kevin Samuels, because he said something. And whether individuals like it or not, and I saw a couple of guys who, who I was surprised to have some beta-sigma, beta-sig... beta-tendencies... Si, beta didn't recognize the bigger picture behavior behavior Maslow, Freud, Jung selfishness greed punching down Hmm. I'm dating down Oh, I'm dating this person. And when I go to a, a business meeting, I, I, I can't trust what he going to say or or not going to say because he don't have the education. He can't possibly because he drive a bus. He don't read. Or if he is a sanitation worker, he don't read. Then I heard some some younger brothers point out something, too. If if, if, if that was their son and all he did was that. But they chose some other jobs. So we'll leave that, we'll leave that topic alone. Kindness and consideration. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. Kindness and consideration. I don't think most learned the lesson that just took place with this pandemic. How quickly things got out of hand how quickly things were out of order, and on this side of the pandemic, where human beings and where America is right now. Kindness and consideration. Better think about it. Better look in the mirror. What do you value? I'm a capitalist just like the next person. Know I need to make money, wanna be a billionaire, wanna be eight figures. But I was a man before all the stuff I have and I'ma be a man after. Money don't make me, I make the money. This is Glenn's word, kindness and consideration.